0: Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you through the way of the State Walk podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I want to talk about mature growth. And so the topic that I want to address is Slim Thug's comments towards uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra and how valid their relationship is in his eyes. And then I also want to follow up on Dak Prescott and some of the comments he made in regards to the anthem protests and how I think now he's an interesting case study of being examined by our community on whether or not he is someone that we are going to still support or he's someone that we should kind of look at a little bit more objectively. I want to start with Slim Thug and the uh, comments he made about Russell Wilson. I know he was on a radio station where he challenged the fact that he felt like Sierra and Russell Wilson's relationship wasn't really real to him. And that um, one of the reasons why it wasn't real was because, um, The pastor that we know that she was with in terms of a public relationship was future and how she can't go for someone like future to someone like Russell Wilson without it being a financial uh, stability uh, decision or uh, the fact that she's just trying to live a better life for her kids. Those two points, uh, the reason why I want to call this episode mature growth is that's usually the point is if you were in a situation That did not work. Why would you continue to go into a situation that does not work and you're expecting a different result? It's fascinating because it's like if and I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts. If there's no such thing as elevating and growing and evolving, then what are we really doing? Overall, like from a personal standpoint, I hope I'm a much better person a year from now than what I am today. That's always the goal. I I don't know why complacency, uh, in terms of what you were at a previous time period, is usually accepted, but for some reason it is in this culture. Because the moment you show that you're gonna make different decisions, people feel like oh well you're changing on them, so therefore something is wrong with you. It's like no, um, this is what maturing is. If I'm still making the same decisions at 25, then I'm making at 35, 37, 38. Then I'm I'm pretty much still stuck in a mindset that's no longer working. And I think that's been the biggest problem. And I've I've seen a couple of videos, um, especially some of the comments that have been made, and I do think it is a deeper element, especially when it comes to black women, because it seems like with black women, once they have a child with a particular person, that relationship doesn't work, and then they move on and they're in a situation that's now entirely different for the better uh than what they were previously it's they get heavily critiqued for that and if you were a guy if you're a black man and you were in that same boat and you made a better decision he would get praised for that more often than not and so th- that's something that i think that you know we kind of got to get adjusted to and i know for Slim Thug uh at the time cuz i know when he said what he said he ended up apologizing you know sometime after and, you know, he, he went to the, whole, the the usual, the usual stereotypes. Well, Russell is, you know, not corny, but he's boring in so many words, or he just doesn't have a street swag. And when I heard him say that, I was like, well, not all black men are necessarily street. Not all black men are necessarily square. A lot of us are a good mixture of both. It's just knowing when and where to display certain characteristics. If you look at Russell Wilson, as successful as he is, he is an alpha male. That's an alpha male because success, like stability, is consistent. Consistency is boring. So if there was a woman who, say, were to get with someone like The Rock, then the trade-off of that would be that she knows from 4 o'clock in the morning all the way up until 8 to 9 o'clock that day, that man's working nonstop. That's the trade-off to be with the mentality of that particular individual. Same thing with LeBron James. Same thing with Tom Brady. It's just, it's, and I'm using those guys as something that you can easily point to to say like, wow, those dudes are obsessed with becoming great at whatever it is that they're doing throughout that day. So that's why they're going to operate at that standpoint. But one of the things I wanted to kind of also touch on with, with Slim Doug, and I thought it was really interesting on one of the videos I saw, is once... She gets married, they no longer have access to now, you know, we can debate the whole marriage thing, whether it still works, whether or not works. It's still an individual decision. But I think the idea of having access to her is probably bothers a lot of guys, in particular, black men who have children with a previous woman. And then once that woman is married, that's now off the table. Is that true in all cases? No. But in a lot of cases, it is. And it did seem like when they first initially got together, it was a lot of guys going at Russell Wilson and saying, well, you know, being this much of a presence in her son's life. And we've never had that issue publicly necessarily before, because most black men know what it's like to be with a a woman in our community that has kids. There's no way around that. Married or not, you're going to be dealing with a lot of times extended family. From someone who had a previous relationship. And he embraced all that. Because he recognized that her son. Like her. Is a part of the deal. And he owned up and stepped up to that. Is that something you have to do? No. But that's something he decided to do. And it does seem like. If you're someone like Slim Thug. Because we keep fighting this narrative of. What do women really want. Especially in our community. Do they want a street dude or do they not. And I think we got to get to the point where. if Especially if you're the guy who's a clean cut dude. You can't worry about it. And then you can't make an assessment that all black women are going to be like that. Russell Wilson, like a lot of guys, are going to go with the woman that's into them. His first wife just so happened to be white. His second wife now just so happens to be black. If you invest in someone and you look at the qualities of who they are and you think there's an upside that I can grow and get better from here, then that'll lead to much better decision making. And that's something that she did And I know she posted, I believe, earlier this year. I know she made some comments before and she got a lot of flack because she did a lot of self-reflecting. And when you do self-reflecting, a lot of people get upset about that because they feel like you're talking to them. And a lot of times it can come across like that because you guys have similar similar views. You guys have similar behavior patterns that would suggest, oh, this message is for me. And sometimes that's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. And it's not something you got to get necessarily overly upset about. That's a good thing in a lot of cases that someone's like, you know what? I could handle this better. And I gotta improve improved from here. And I gotta hold myself accountable to that because ultimately I'm only in control of what I can control. And uh, I think that's a really good thing. But if you're say someone like Slim Thug and some of the guys in our culture from a standpoint that project certain street imagery, I know Eric Bonet kinda got some heat for what he said. And, I, and what he said to us is, is true to a certain is true to a certain degree but there's institutionalized factors that play into why what's happening in our communities what's happening because if our communities was being properly funded properly resourced and we were being properly educated the numbers would start to even itself out because not all of us are good at the same stuff we would have kids in our communities who are really good at math move in mathematics and science or some kids that were really good at uh, doing stuff that was uh, with with their hands, whether it's uh, doing uh, engineering or any any forms of trades, it, it would even itself out because just as human beings, you know, if we if we locate what we're good at early and then we're pushed to do that, the chances of us being successful are really high. That that's just something I kind of wanted to uh, to touch on. I'm I'm definitely gonna probably pick up on this story somewhere down the line because I think it's it's still a fascinating conversation to have. But I'm gonna quickly tra- transition to the overall you know issue with Dak Prescott right now now uh Dak Prescott is someone who's uh proven to be a really good uh quarterback in terms of his profession he does carry himself very well he's definitely a professional he's come a long way from Mississippi state you know a lot of his story is tied to his mom and how he's uh close with his brothers and you know when his mom unfortunately passed away Due to cancer, he had a rough couple uh, of seasons towards the tail end, I believe, of uh, Mississippi State. But he's been able to correct all that. And he's been a, uh, a very good uh, representation of what you would want someone to be, you know, publicly. Especially representing uh, the brand that he represents. And I know he caught a lot of heat for what he said about the anthem and how he feels like that's not the proper time to do that. And, uh, you know, I think his comments definitely should have been worded a lot better. But there's a couple of factors that play into that. When the father and son of the team you play for is letting it be known that you will not play. If you don't toe the line, then that's just some that's just a reality that's there. Now, would it be better if if say the Cowboys as a team was like, hey, hold on. You know, first of all, this is not a protest of the anthem. This is a protest of criminal injustice that's happening in our communities that we come from. Let's work together as a ownership and players to come to a resolution of how can we improve our communities and help bring families together. Since we always talk about faith, family, and football, that, you know, if we were on the same page and we were using our and our support to really change criminal justice reform, then that could go a long way to making people be like, hey, you know what? The pros and cons of football are kind of changing a bit. And that's what a lot of these guys who are still stuck on, who get so upset when you critique football, that's where they're at right now is they get so upset about football not being viewed as this, you know, perfect thing. that can't be questioned. It's like, hey, well, there's trade-offs to everything. But if you want to continue to get a single uh, black woman who a lot of times lost the woman that she it lost the man, should I say, that she was with due to more often than not a nonviolent crime that involved, you know, marijuana, because that's what most of the crimes are. Then it would kind of help if you guys were to get behind us like, hey, this isn't smart. We want to keep our players together. So let's let's see what we can do to use our power to improve this situation. That's something that if Dak and the team got together and say, hey, you know what? As a team, we agree that we're not gonna sit or take a knee during a national anthem. But what we are asking for is to work with Jerry Jones. In our organization, and how can we partner with the NFL to see if we can improve conditions in our communities that we largely come from because that's where a lot of our families still live. As successful as a lot of these guys are, it you know the aggregate of how much money a lot of these guys make are very uh, up and down. So th- that is something that we could do. Now, um, moving forward with Dak, I know he got put up on the uh, Get Out mural. And he kind of opened himself up with that, especially in the twenty-four hour news cycle. But if he had just came out and said, "Hey, you know what? This is very serious in our community, and this is something that we got to work together on, and we got to be on a united front." So hopefully, our players' union, the team leaders on the team, as well as the organization, can partner with the NFL on how can we improve on this uh, on this topic, and then we can go from there. I don't want to necessarily throw him away. And I know that's usually the first thing we do a lot of times in our communities. but Dak Prescott said is not what Kanye West said months ago about slavery being a choice. He's just choosing not to protest. Now, the way he worded it and the way he came about it was very, very cold. And it was very kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say aloof, but it was definitely, it was naive to, to say what he said and to not know that that was going to happen. Because trust me, if he's ever involved in anything, man, people are going to be on the front lines to get him. So he could have definitely handled that question a lot better. I think it's going to be interesting to see going forward into the season on how are they going to handle this thing with the anthem. They would definitely come out better if they were on a united front, especially with this president, because anything that could take anyone's minds off what's currently happening, he's all for. Those are just some of the things I wanted to talk about. I want to thank you guys for uh, following us on Could You Be More Specific. Uh, Continue to follow the podcast. Uh, Definitely support us. Become a patron. I want to thank D and all the work that he's doing. Uh, We got a lot of good special things that are upcoming in the future. I'm looking forward to doing more of these shows. Again, my name is uh, Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific. Definitely continue to follow our podcast, and I look forward to talking to you guys real soon.